Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Uh, Hello everybody and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. I hope I haven't broken the internet because I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing with this streaming software. It may look very similar to what you guys may see previously, but it ain't. Okay, anyway, that's less of this and less of the panic for me and more of the how are you guys doing because what we are going to do today is we're going to have a, a... Supposed to look forward towards the, the uh, Carabao Cup game against Manchester United, but also you guys know I've got him on, uh, and this time we do have a stable connection, and uh, that is Paddy is here and he's going to be chatting to us as well. So Paddy, how are things with you? Do you see that? See that lovely fancy little transition that happened there? I don't know if anyone else see that. It flipped up the upwards, tip around, you know. Neil, I don't know what you do. Like, I, I use the one system and then you, you switch it all I change it all up in you. I change it all up in you. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah. know that I'm too old for this crack now. <laughs> That's it. I'm too, I'm, I'm, I'm too old for this crack as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Paddy, look, I suppose we've got Deja Vu, a Deja Vu podcast. Um, we have um, Manchester United again on Thursday night. I hope night. it is Deja Vu. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Luca Dean Penguin in an eleven minutes again. That would be fantastic. But we do have Man United again um, on Thursday night. But before we get into that, let's bask in the glory and the nostalgia of the day of of last Sunday as well. I know I had you in the whole whole suite. We only got precious precious few words from you because of the connection, and I couldn't really hear you. So, talk to me about the atmosphere at the game. What did you see? What? Um, uh, what did you? Uh, what, what was the, the atmosphere? Because I'll be honest with you, even though you said it, I couldn't really hear you. Right. <laughs> well, I, I suppose you know after after twenty seven years, there was always that apprehension from the start. And in fairness to the crowd, I think I think from the word go, they got behind the team, they got behind the manager, they were singing his name very early. Um, for me, 
I, I, I honestly, other other than playoff semi-finals getting to Wembley, I don't remember an atmosphere like it. I thought it was incredible. I thought it really was. And after, after watching the whole game back there, as I said to you before we come on, that didn't come across the same as it did the day <laughs> I sat there on Sunday. And, and, and that's hard to explain because a lot of people say, you know, normally when I look back, I go, geez, that that sounded a bit different to what, what I remember. And that's usually because I've had 10 points, but I <laughs> didn't have any points. So, uh, yeah, so th- it's it, it was a strange day because, you know, e- even at 3-1 up and six minutes injury time flashing up on the screen that you're going, oh shit, that's still enough time for them to score two goals. Yeah. Even though it never felt like, it was any danger from the moment we scored the third one, but uh, yeah, it's it's always a worry with Man United. So um, there was always that little bit of apprehension, but I thought just the atmosphere and the occasion and the end, and you know, if ever there was a time for don't look back in anger, it was then, and and they didn't use it, but they they didn't go into Sweet Caroline, thankfully. So you know, it was it was good, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was just. Uh, a pinch me moment then waking up Monday morning because I think I home till three o'clock at night, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning I should say. So so to be up up for work and you're going did that did that actually happen? Yeah, you know you you've you've got that long drive when you get off the off the flight and, and it's just it was a lot easier to to do that drive at one o'clock in the morning than it usually is. So I I loved it. I loved every minute of the day. I met so many good people. I met so many people come up and and say, "Oh, are you Paddy from the podcast? Lovely to meet you." And you know, it's brilliant. It really, it really is so nice. Yeah. And I've had so many messages and photos from fellas when I, since I came back to say thanks very much for stopping for chats and and what have you. And I, I can safely say it's 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 the one day that, that I stopped the most times to talk to people. So, um, and even after. We went off air in the whole pub. A guy was sitting across the table, was watching. And he goes, "This is really weird." He said, "Because I'm usually watching this at home." And he says, "No, no, I'm watching you across the table doing the podcast." So uh, uh, I'm sorry if I was really quiet in the whole pub. I didn't want to look like a, a pompous fool recording a podcast in the whole pub. But I, I just it was it was starting to rain. I couldn't get any coverage. I was you know it was cold. So it was the best place to come on and do a few minutes. So we got in there eventually, but. Uh, yeah, so exciting times ahead. That's that's the only way I, I can I can look at it. Having said that, I wouldn't be one bit surprised if we went out and got beaten on Thursday. But you know, I think I'll say, I think I'll take yeah. Sunday for getting beaten on Thursday. Although I'm hoping we don't. Obviously, yeah. And look, I'm the same as I say. You know, we did that kind of a poll. Well, I'll be in an official poll in the comments uh, previously, and we were kind of asking what would we prefer to win on Sunday or to win on the Thursday. Um, and now, as I say that, I'm thinking. Did I do that? Was I involved in that in this podcast? Because I did about <laughs> 94,500 podcasts before the game on Sunday. Uh, but actually, I, I think I've just, I've done about three podcasts a day between uh, when Stephen Gerrard got sacked and, and Sunday. And, and I was even on two other podcasts as well today. So um, they all roll into one. They're all brilliant, by the way. And everybody who takes the time to do them and asks me to go on, I do appreciate it. But um, I remember being I remember the question being asked of would I prefer to win on Sunday or prefer to win on Thursday? And the obvious answer was you, you want to win both. You want to get something from both. But yeah. I kind of said, you know what? I, I I would be more hopeful that we would get a win in the cup, but now that we've got the win on Sunday, I want to win on Thursday as well, and I don't think I don't don't see any reason why we shouldn't go out there Everybody and try knows. and get it. 
And, and you know what? I, I was always of the opinion that a win on Sunday was more important. And the reason for that being our league position and the fact that we go into that... The last thing you want to do is to go into that World Cup break, being in the bottom three. And I think it's virtually impossible now that... I think all the teams below us and some of them play each other would need to win. So I think it's virtually impossible that we uh, we, we go into the bottom three. So, um, yeah, it's it was definitely the most important one to win. And then, you know, it's a knock-on effect of being in the bottom three. You're going into the bottom three at Christmas... You you've got to play Liverpool and Spurs directly after, and 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 Wolves who would be out to get us, and would be in around us. So I felt it was really important to get that win on Sunday. Um, obviously, very important to get the win on the following Sunday too, because mm. he he's got to bring in a couple of bodies. I'm absolutely sure of that. He's got to bring in a couple of bodies in January. So it was important for us to be. An attractive outfit. And the amazing thing is, we we now sit eight points behind Man United in fifth place. We're also only five points off the bottom team. Yeah. So that just shows you how congested that Premier League is. And the amazing thing that you could do with a couple of wins. So, to get the win on Sunday was absolutely incredible. I, I, I just... I, I, find, I find it hard to put into words. I can't, I can't even slag any Man United fans because I know it could bite me on the arse again on Thursday. But Sunday was very important. It was very important, I felt, for the club going forward and to wait 27 years. And and to listen there, I, I just watched, watched the game back for the first time because I was so tired yesterday, I couldn't. But to listen to Brian Little and, and Brian yes. Little was in charge the last time that we were um that we that we won that fixture. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of a bit of a nostalgia moment there. And, and I met Brian Little on, on Sunday and uh, all, all loads of people were queuing up looking to see if they could find the modern day heroes. And there's Brian Little walking behind us. And we stopped him for a picture with Stephen. And I must say, man as usual. Absolutely. I must say, the beard looks very fetching on Brian Little, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I like the beard. The beard suits him. It's why did yeah. it take him this long to grow it? So I might have asked him. Not really suits him. <laughs> I met. I actually met another bearded man on uh, on Sunday, as you know, our, our captain from nineteen eighty two, and I must say, I'd never met him before, and I turned the corner to head towards the whole pub, and, and he was getting out of his car, and I actually froze for the first time ever. I think in meeting a famous person, because <laughs> I'd never met him before. I think I've met every other player that played in nineteen eighty two, and I'd never met him, and it was just like. Uh, uh, what are do, the chances? Do, you to, do you mind if I take a picture with Steve and he's like yeah yeah then I'm like yeah, can I get one too <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah push so. the, it's like push the gun out or push the, the push your son out in front of the car first and then you can cross the road kind of a job <laughs> <Yeah>. is it <laughs> something, something like that yeah so I, I think all around it was just a, just a magical day it really was it was incredible I just can't I can't put it into words Um, the performance itself you know, even watching it back there, it's hard to comprehend how he got such a tune out of those guys in the space of three days. Because to look, to look at the formulas that he put together, um, and and even the ones that went unnoticed, the then Donker ones, the the Buendia yes. ones, dropping back into that A position to pick up the ball, to to make that triangle, it was just a really really good watch. I, I just cannot, like, I, I find it very hard to watch a, a match back. I had to watch that one back. Um, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I really did. Yeah. Because all the things I thought I saw on Sunday, I saw. And yeah. it was just, 
you know, to see those fullbacks have so much time on the ball, more Luca Dean than than Maddie Cash, in fairness, because the ball went to Mings more often from from the kick out. Um so yeah, it was it was really good to watch. It was really good to watch a back. It was really good to watch the work rate of all of the players on the pitch. There's very few players, or if any, that you can that you can fault their work rate from from Sunday. Um, it it was a really really special performance, and it was it was a pleasure to be there to see it. It really was. It's just magic. And if this is a sign of things to come, if that's what he can do in three or four days, as I said on Sunday, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in the future. And there will be bad days, and Thursday could be a bad day. Hmm. And you know, we we've we've got to look at the long term and and not and not be too down with what happens between now and 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 this time next year, because there's a lot that can go wrong. So Absolutely. we've uh, we've a long way to go. It was a great start, but boy, God, am I impressed with what I've seen so far. Um. Paddy, can I, guys, here, I give him the clue what Paddy can see on the screen and what he can't see on the screen. So okay. I'm flashing up a comment here from Dermot Byrne, Paddy, a man you know very well. He asked, Den Dunker, Den Dunker is a far better six, in my opinion, than McGinn. He's competing with Ramsey now. And what are your thoughts? I suppose I think that's what, what are your thoughts on, on McGinn not being started? And do you think it was a horses for courses position uh, at the weekend? I personally think it was. And I think that John McGinn probably gets a start on Thursday. Um, but I don't think that there'll be wholesale changes. I think that I think he'd be smart with who he brings in. He'll bring in players and and it, he will definitely bring in players. But I think he'd be smart with who he brings in. But what do you feel, Paddy? Well, I, I think Thursday is a strange one. I think if I think if we were playing uh, even a championship team, we'd see wholesale changes. But we're playing a Man United team who are having a bad week. Um, they they only got to the the knockout phases of the. They had, they have to play an extra round basically of 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 the Europa League and and, yeah. they, and they drew Barcelona, then 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 they get beaten by us and and now they've got to play us again. On uh, on Thursday, um, and I think they've another tough fixture at the weekend as well. So I envisage they're going to put out a decent enough team because they they'll want to stop the rod after losing to us, and they'll, they'll want a bit of revenge. I would imagine. So I would imagine we'd see near enough the same team. We will see a couple of changes. I I'd imagine he'll probably rest Luca Dean after pulling up a cramp at the weekend. He'll want him for Brighton. He might play Ashley Young. Um, other than that. I, I don't know. I don't know if he mixes it up. I don't know if he brings him again. The, he, the one change he does have to make is Den Donker, because Den Donker is now cup tied, isn't he? Most likely. Yeah, most likely. So, Den Donker and Bednarak can't play. Um, so those two will have to be replaced in one way or other. So the, that that's where that's where we see the changes come in. Um yeah, AVFC Stato has a statistic up there as well that says Aston Villa have beaten Manchester United in their last two League Cup game third round ties in nineteen ninety two and in nineteen ninety nine. Paddy, it's yeah. it's a it's a funny one. Whenever Villa draw against against United in any in any game in any cup game at all, but even specifically in the League Cup, who's the first person that comes to mind for you, Paddy? When they when they draw Man United, in the yeah. League. So like when it gets drawn when it, when they get drawn out of the pot together, it's Aston Villa versus United in a cup game. Who's the first person that comes to mind for you? Uh, Paul Scholes. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. That FA Cup goal at Villa Park absolutely broke my heart that day. The, oh yeah, the, sorry. The wonder strike. Um, it's just 
I just have you know you grow up in Ireland. If if you don't support Man United, you hate Man United. I think it's the same in England as well. They've just they've just bossed football for the last thirty years and broke everybody's yeah. hearts. So we just seem to get them a third round stage. I know it's mostly in the FA Cup. That's that's the memories that I have. And uh, ninety two and ninety nine. I remember I was in work for both of those. So uh, it was um I missed both of them. Uh, obviously midweek toys. Um, I could be in work on Thursday night. So if I'm in work on Thursday night, then if I have the same result, I'll be very, very happy. Well, the first person that comes to mind for me is Nemanja Vidic. I, I, it's just burnt into my mind after that League Cup final um, and how he didn't get a red card. It's just burnt into my mind and... and, and Not filled out, no. Well, it's Nemanja Vidic is, was the person who did the foul. You know, like mm. like... I had a I had an in depth conversation today about VAR and and, and another podcast podcast called a real football podcast and we're talking about VAR. Um, I actually I I alluded to the Lissandro um Martinez elbow strikes. It's like something on UFC that went unpunished, but the big thing was that they were talking about the Trent Alexander Arnold and blah blah. Anyway, that that kind of thing, and and I was kind of saying that you know, um. There's, there was also a, a situation, I think it was Anthony, no, was it? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wasn't I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody anyway dived in the box and it was a penalty was given and then VAR they overturned overturned the penalty and it was no penalty, but the person who dived didn't get a yellow card. Um and we were talking about why that should happen and why it shouldn't happen and what my feelings were on it. And I think you should have got a yellow card because at the moment and and it's an attacker. So it wasn't like that back in the day. A defender could do what he wanted to an attacker and hope he got away with it. If he didn't yeah. get away with it, it was going to be a penalty. If he got away with it, it was brilliant. And Vidic did that. So with a red card situation, Vidic did that. Whereas when an attacker dives in the box, if it's found, found that he was a dive and it wasn't a foul, he should be yellow carded at that stage because it takes the impetus off them trying to get away with it, if that makes sense. And and the reason I bring that up, as I say, is that Vidic just did what he thought he could get away with. Or he said he'd do it and he'd let the referee make the make the decision. Ooh. The referee made the decision and he made the wrong one. And that, that completely changed the outcome of that that's, game. That's why, it sticks, that's why Phil Dowd is what sticks yeah. out for me. Because I, I was sat behind that goal in premium level amongst thousands upon thousands of Man United fans and I was absolutely raged is not the word and I just saw coward and that's the, the minute I see yeah. filled out on anything I see coward that man was afraid of Alex Ferguson that man was afraid of Man United throughout his whole career and if he if he came on our podcast I would tell him that to his face because that's <laughs> the only way I'm ever going to meet him 
But I, I have a complete dislike of Phil Dowd. And I have a complete dislike of every referee. I have a complete dislike of Anthony Taylor after the weekend because I thought he was absolutely... Rubbish, yeah. yeah I think it was rubbish. It was the worst display of a referee for a game we've ever won. No, <laughs> that, hey, that that, that's a statement in itself, Paddy, because yeah. usually, usually we can't, we don't have the mental fortitude to battle through it. But uh, exactly. thank God we did at the weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, like he very nearly ruined that second half. Every 50 50, he just he, he gave them everything. The, the ironic cheers when he eventually did have to give us a, a, a free kick um, was absolutely was, was just baffling. Um, Martinez. How that guy stayed on the pitch, let alone didn't pick up a yellow card. Like, he went straight through the back of Dale, Bailey after a few minutes and got away with it. Yeah. Um, he pushed Watkins over the end line shortly after that. He had he, two elbows or three elbows on Bailey. The three elbows, yeah. Despite the fact of the trajectory of his body was malicious in that that's not shielding the ball out of play. That's playing the man. And... The linesman, it slowed it down there in the telly. The linesman's looking away from it when the, when the contact is actually made, which is pathetic in itself. And then Samsung come on and, and he cynically upended him and nothing again. So don't tell me that they're still not protecting Man United or they're still not afraid of Man United. They absolutely are. And they're rubbish. They're absolutely pathetic. Um, Douglas Louise absolutely cleaned out of it, landed on the ball and then done for handball. Yeah. <laughs> The mind boggles to what to like to who to who thinks the, what these guys are doing are, are is right, and I'm, I promised myself I wouldn't get into a negative rant about it, but he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. But you know what? I feel a whole lot better when we win mm. when we have to put up with that against adversity. But my my fear on Thursday is I doubt there will be VAR at this stage of the competition. Um, I tried to look it up today to, to work it out. I know I know at the early stages of the FA Cup last year there was no VAR. So we want a VAR to protect us. So if there is any dives on Thursday, you can be that, sure. You can be sure they'll be pointing to the spot straight away. Well, I suppose we didn't have VAR to protect us last week either. Or on Sunday either, you know, specifically uh, from from tackles and from situations that needed to be looked at. But um, like the Ronaldo situation there, one, of the, one or two of the guys there, uh, apologies, guys, I, I'm po- popping up comments, but it's not in the same place and it's a bit more difficult to get to in this software. Uh, I'm, so I, I do apologize. Um, uh, the Ronaldo and Mings thing, like... Yeah. For for me, when that turned into a, a, a guy falling to the ground, it was a hundred percent Ronaldo's fault at that stage. Um I said it in the post match as well. Like Ronaldo is a Ronaldo is like he, he's he's at risk of staying too long to become like you know the way when when you overstay your welcome and then all of a sudden people begin to resent you. And it's only the really best, best, best that can do that. Like Tom Brady is doing it in, in the NFL at the moment. Um, you know, but Father Time catches up with everybody. And Father mm. Time is undefeated. Um, and, and and you see the way Ronaldo is trapped around the field there. He does Like, no matter how good he looks with his top off or whatever, it, he's not Ronaldo of, of five years ago or even three years ago. And when the goals dry up, he starts to blame everyone but himself. And look, I feel sorry for him in a way because when you start to do that or when you start to not realise that you aren't the guy that you were 20, 30, or, or sorry, three, three to five years ago and you start trying to cheat Mother Nature and Father Time 
and you can't come to terms with it. It, it, it kind of, and it happens, people. It happens, it happens, sports stars, that they can't come to terms with that. And it can be a small bit, you know, it can be a small bit, I feel sorry for people that that happens to at times. And mm. I felt sorry for him in, in, in this game, just for the <clears> singular point. No, I don't feel sorry for him that he couldn't score. But little things like that, where he tries to do this this pantomime villain stuff to try and g himself up and g up the team, but you can see that the, the team are looking at him, going, "You clown, will you stop?" You know, yeah. like what 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 kind of Mickey acting are you going to do today? It's going to upset us, as opposed to you think you're being the leader in the team. So he's almost his star is diminishing from a leadership point of view, and it's certainly not there if he isn't scoring goals. Mm. Now, saying that, I fully expect him to start on Thursday night. And uh, you know, I I would uh, I, I wouldn't put it behind behind him to score a goal or two. But what I'm saying is that when he's not scoring goals, the leadership leadership um, piece for him is non-existent anymore. And uh, I think that's a bit sad as well to see because look, there's no way of dancing around it. One of the best players to ever lace up a pair of boots, and you know, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't even put him in the top ten. Ah, but look, statistically, he is he's the he's the best goal scorer. I don't, I don't care. Time. I don't care what anyone says. I know. The guy, the guy has been an amazing footballer, but he's also been really bad for football, and he's changed the mindset of a lot of young people, and the, and the way young people try to replicate the the shit that he basically got away with over the years, and the petulance and the diving and everything else he got away with over the years. The, there's there's a whole lot of grey area with Ronaldo. He's supposed to be this amazing free kick taker. No, he's not. <laughs> Look at the stats; they'll tell you many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he barely even hits the target with them. In general, um, I I will I will forever remember Ronaldo for his performance on Sunday because that's probably the last time I'll see him in the flesh, and it was yeah. the worst I've ever seen him play. So I enjoyed it, and I just I was listening there on the on the TV. I, I know on the whole end when when it sounded like they were booing him. But what they're actually everyone on the whole end when he was Sue. playing them over the bar was yeah. Sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I enjoy I enjoyed that too. Um there's a couple of chants about him that I wouldn't repeat as well. Yeah. Um but the one I enjoyed the most was he's gonna cry in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he did look that, like he was gonna cry. That's exactly how it looked. Yeah, yeah that's a hundred percent how it looked that he was gonna cry. He was just he just looked like a man defeated, as you say. And look, I I know how he's feeling because you know, I, I, I always said, life ends when you can't play football. And at the moment, I'm having a lot of problems with my knees. And the doctor says, I think it's time, Paddy, that you stop playing football. And I'm like, I can't. I just can't give it up. And and he's, he Paddy. just strikes me as that guy who's standing there going, I used to be an amazing footballer and I'm not giving this up for nobody. And I'll keep going as long as I want to go on. But uh, he's finished. He is. He's finished. And then, give up the as you rightly say, he will, he will score on Thursday. Give up the football and learn all about uh, video production there, Paddy, so, uh, so that I don't have to do it, will you? Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm finding tonight's stream tough. If I was an octopus, I think I'd still be trying to find it tough, uh, trying to find where everything I need to click on is. It's certainly not as as as, as easy a piece of software as, as StreamYard was. And God bless StreamYard. I won't say a bad word about it. Um, could be going the, back to them very quickly. Well, it, it, there was there was never anything wrong with it. The only thing that I had, the only thing was, I just wanted to try and make. I I, I sometimes don't like customize or I don't like when you can't customize things. And uh, yeah, as I say, we'll we'll have another crack at it, and we've the World Cup anyway, so we can we can try yeah. things out during then. And we're not going anywhere during the World Cup as well, by the way, everybody. Do not worry when when you think there's no nothing to be podcasting about. 
That's where my brain goes into overdrive. May not like all the podcasts I do, but we won't be going anywhere. So if you're ever stuck and lonely on a Tuesday night at half past nine during the World Cup, you can always come in here for a big hug, hug from Uncle Neil. Um, it's creepy and all as that sounds. Neil, I, uh, I, have, I have some news. So some you good do news have some news. Just about to throw it over to you. <laughs> good news and some bad news. The good news is we have some new merch on yeah, sale on our website. The bad news is, unfortunately, it's only available in the UK. And the reason for that will become apparent in about 10 seconds. So, Kevin Barry, who is... Uh, our, sorry, Kevin Barry Adams Crystal, who is in based in Birmingham, has made these oh. with the love of Paul McGrath point glasses. Take a, take a big swig out of that there, Paddy, and I think we'll be able to see the, the logo a small bit better. Yeah, I think you can see it there. It's a, it's a sandblasted... Um, embossed glass uh, with the logo with the For the Love of Paul McGrath uh, logo it's slightly more than a point the glass holes as well um, I'm, I'm making I'm making uh, I'm making up stuff here about the glass there's <laughs> so much you can say about a glass no it only, take, it only holds a point Neil <laughs> no, well, is, is it a pint or is it 500 millilitres because no, that makes point. a big difference <laughs> if it's a pint if it's a pint it's 454 isn't that right and 500 millilitres is slightly more than a pint either way um, Christmas is coming yeah uh, for love of Paul McGrath point glass is available you do have the option to have a name inscribed there we will share later. We we did a test run, and we sent it to our old friend Kieran O'Callaghan, and uh, we we will share on social media later on a picture of Kieran's with his with his name underneath, uh, and I bumped into Kieran outside the whole suite on uh, on Sunday. Would he had a worse hangover than you had? So uh, yeah, so his his glass got there in one piece. Obviously, that's the the unfortunate thing is getting these shipped to Ireland is. Worrying about them breaking and worrying about and, and, the expense of it. So what what we might try and do before Christmas is get Kevin to to send a box of them over, and we'll try and ship them internally here. Mm. But uh, no promises on that just yet. And getting them fully worldwide becomes even more difficult because yeah. here in Ireland, when you're sending glassware and stuff like that outside of the country, you have to insure it, and just just the price spirals at that stage. And you exactly. know, we we don't want anybody. Uh, we don't want to put up something that's going to cost like 40 quid for one pint glass or something where yeah. you include postage and insurance. And that's why, and as I say, we'd love to be able to put, to post stuff like that worldwide. And if anybody knows of anywhere that we can maybe get drop shipping or something like that, hit me up in the DMs for sure, because I'd be mad. Uh, I'd be mad to, to, to explore it. But Kevin is, uh, as Paddy's, Paddy knows Kevin for how long? Ten many years. many years more Ten years than years. i care to remember exactly yeah yeah going back and forth the villa and, and and kevin has been very good to 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 supply us with those so um if somebody's looking for one for christmas um we will share the the link actually if you we have a, we have a website for the love of com, i think yeah and uh, it's up there and you can see it there's there's a little merch section in there and you can actually you can actually see the the, the pint glasses there um they aren't live to be purchased just yet, but they should be. I, I'm going to set them to be live to be purchased tomorrow. Um, we're just waiting on sixty. Uh, what was the what was the price point, Paddy? Paddy, easy knowing who looked after all this, and I was told just put it up on the website, <laughs> In, including shipping to the UK, sixteen pounds. Sixteen pounds. Okay, that's where you go for it. So yeah, excellent. Well, that's a, something. As I say, oh, somebody mentioned about beanie hats. I am. Just, I am actually inquiring about beanie hats. The biggest problem there is uh, supply chain issues prior to Christmas. I'm trying to, I'm hoping and I'm trying to get them in before Christmas. Um, may have a, like, 
depending on when the when the um the the supplier gets back to me as to when they'll be able to have them for me it's usually about a four week turnaround but i could certainly if it is a four week turnaround i could certainly take um take some pre-orders and those so keep an eye out on that as well and if anybody is particularly does want one dm me and i can send off some orders for beanie hats there as well and um, we sent them we did them a while ago and i don't have mine to hand here i usually have a close close by but i just don't have it um at the moment um anyway that's enough about that that's enough about merchandise i was kind of uncomfortable talking about merchandise and, and stuff like that. i don't know it's the irish in me i think you kind of get comfortable <laughs> trying to stuff. Um, but what i what i'm not uncomfortable about trying to hawk is guys i just have this this vain glorious um target of trying to get to five thousand subs subscribers on youtube before christmas it would be great we're on about four four two one nine at the moment so if you think of anybody like you know rob someone's phone just if, if if you rob it, subscribe and give them back their phone. Yeah. There's gonna be no Don't keep the phone. phone. <laughs> Take the phone, force them to put their fingerprint on it so the phone opens up. Hit subscribe on YouTube, and then hand it back to them. And go, let them go about their day. It's a, it's a victimless crime. Victimless crime. Um. So I'm expecting to hear spates of uh, of that going around the, the Birmingham area over the next uh, over the next week or so. It'd just be cool. I just think it'd be nice. A uh, nice round number. That's the. That's what's wrong with me, with me. I like the round numbers. But uh, Paddy, getting back to the match anyway, there was another question I had to ask. I, I had to ask you there. Um, do you know of anyone who's going to the game? I know a few people going to the game. Yeah, yeah. Because it would be interesting. I'd love to get their take on it. I'd love to get their opinion on it, on what it's like going to the theatre of um, protests. Is that what they what they want to call it now? The theatre of protests. Um, uh, uh, because as I say, they don't like. I've I've done a couple of Manchester United podcasts. They're really sound guys. I must say, um, you know, when when I've in the podcasts I've done, yeah. uh, last week, um, but they did say that the fan base is very split. Some of them are willing to give it time. Some of them want to burn the place down and rebuild a new club again. And I was kind of saying, but United and Manchester have already done that, so well, come on, we can't can't just keep on creating new teams. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it'd be just very interesting to see what way the the atmosphere would be. I'm sure the atmosphere would be fantastic. It'd be fantastic there yeah. to start it, the game. It, it's going to be a bit different because I think I think I think, so. I think we've got eight thousand tickets, which yeah. is incredible. All the tickets, absolutely yeah. load so of tickets. I'm hoping that's something that you know they're going to regret because it's uh, midnight mark is there. Midnight mark is there. Yeah, you can actually read that one. <laughs> Oh, did you? Oh, it was, it was you couldn't read the other ones because of your eyesight, is it? I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I didn't see, I just noticed that it's there now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I stopped going to United away because it was just years of heartache and, and never seen them uh win there. And and it, and it's a dilapidated old place, it's not, it's not the most pleasant place to go and visit, yeah, you know. And I, I, I never found any character, I never found any atmosphere, I never, it's just a place I never warmed to. Um, I suppose just just poor performances and poor results, and and being robbed is just what I remember about Old Trafford, you know. So yeah, just I just don't have any desire to go there for 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 an away game. So, um, plus I like to like to go to new places now and yeah. try new places. So absolutely, um, no, as I say, it would be interesting to. To hear back from people who are going, that would uh, and James James Cartwright is going as well. So, uh, guys, when we do have our post match, if you guys are walking through the through the streets of Manchester, but once they safe, 
uh, Thursday night in Manchester, Thursday night in anywhere, and especially now that the, the clocks are gone back and it's dark at, the, at night. Stay safe anyway when you're getting home. But uh, if you were to pop on um, and, and just leave a comment, let us know how, how, how you guys felt the atmosphere was. Obviously, it's going to be fantastic if we've won 3-1 again. And I hope to all of the gods that we do. But uh, uh, I suppose, really, they, they're very much... In fairness to Manchester United and the teams that win an awful lot like that, they're really good at compartmentalising and they will support like mad when they're winning. And then they won't support like mad when they're not. So it's very much a kind of a roller coaster <laughs> situation, you know, and back and forth and back and forth emotionally. So just I just find that that would be interesting. And look, we're going there from a position of strength as well. Like, how many times do we get to have that deja vu match going into the second game, specifically against Manchester United, having broken a 23 year streak? I just think it would be a nice occasion. Um, and uh, yeah, as I say, hopefully Aston Villa can go there and they can win and they can win well again and really put down a marker because a lot of people are talking about Aston Villa now as if, oh, where did this come from? And mm. like I'm talking about it a lot saying, where did this come from? Because I didn't expect it. But Unai Emery's no mug, you know, and and uh, the stranger things that have happened than going on 13 game unbeaten runs uh, when you get a new manager, just look at Newcastle well, United. <laughs> look, um, look I, I'd be happy with a, a three or four wins out of the next five or six, as opposed to a thir- thirteen yeah. games would be off yeah. the scales. But just just a, a quick word on the manager himself. It, he it was refreshing to watch him. He's basically the conductor of the orchestra. He's incredible. He's so hands on. It's absolutely incredible. Very. We we saw Austin McPhee step forward a couple of times during the game when when there was an injury and players came forward then we saw other coaches come off the bench um but i also want to give a, a shout out to austin mcphee because i heard today that austin mcphee wrote to the referees association because he did some science that the referees weren't pacing out the full 10 yards interesting all of a sudden this weekend <laughs> Wait a minute, sorry. I was only kind of, okay, full full transparency there. I was about 75% listening because I was trying something new and, and the software there. And you guys, they didn't pay, they weren't pacing out the full yards. They weren't, in no game. I think, I think, I think the average was, was uh, 8.8 yards or something. So nobody was getting their full 10 yards. So this weekend, apparently, they were pacing out the 10 yards. Even United, if, if you saw the free kick that, Ronaldo hammered into the wall. The wall looked miles away than it normally did. Yeah. And the same goes for Luca Dean, who scored a goal from it. So these guys aren't obviously dishing out the full 10 yards because they're, t- they're too busy putting their um, shaving foam back into their pockets and sorting all that crap out. Um, telling people the rules about what they can and can't do, all, all that stuff, and, and forget what they're supposed to be doing themselves. So Austin McPhee apparently did the science because Stephen Gerrard was giving out to him going, you you do all this work on the on the training ground. We can't get the ball over the wall. So what the hell is going on here? So he said, let me work on that. He worked on that and he approached the PGMOL. And as a result, we're now seeing 10 yards being paced out properly. Well, I, I have heard previously that he is quite, um, how am I going to put this? He's quite bullish about stats and about the importance of set piece. And look, I know that this, this, this very much sounds like a change of tune, but I suppose really the more that you hear about the man, he, he seems to like be very kind of obsessive about the role of set piece coaching. And he, he does more than just set piece coaching, but that's his that's where he's allowed mm-hmm. to have free reign, I think, within 
within within the club and within a lot of setups he's in. But he does seem to be pretty obsessive about that. And you know, if he's going to the lengths of of pointing out to the referees that you know, yes. <laughs> Some of you have bigger feet than others, you know. <laughs> and that and look, they're they're the margins. They're the margins that you yeah. want to work to, and they're the margins you want to work with. And and if you can get them to to highlight it, and then more more power to him. But uh, and, we, and look, he he may have resurrected a dying art because people are are just not scoring from from free kicks. If you if you if you look back in our recent history, we we haven't scored other than. Jack touching the ball to uh, to Conor Horan. I'll keep going even though you're gone off the screen, Neil. Um, Jack did touch the ball to Conor Horan to hit a free kick um, back in 2020. And um, we, I think the last one before that was, I think it was Man United away, Westwood or someone scored. That was our last Premier League goal anyway. I know Conor got a few. So, uh, yeah. So that's, that's what Austin McPhee has done. And hopefully... We'll see because you can't beat a good free kick, dead uh, ball situation, and and, and uh, goals being scored from them. Look at those transitions; they make me they make me really proud. Um, but make me very like, worried, though. I thought you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was. Do you know what? I was going to really freak you out there, and I was going to use the the uh, the new feature behind here where only you can hear me. And no one on the other side can hear me as well. So it's a little walkie-talkie feature in this thing, which is pretty cool, uh, which would be great if we had a producer, um, which would be absolutely fantastic. Then I wouldn't need to be clicking on everything here and I'd be able to concentrate at more than 65% of what you're saying <laughs> sometimes. But uh, no, I agree with you. That like One good thing you said there, the dying art of the free kick taker, um, like it's it, it can be... I'm, I'm not going to say it's going to be... Uh, an, equalizer as such from the point of view of um what am i trying to get at here like like if you've got a good free kick taker it should be a benefit to you it should stop teams from having to from giving away a freeze around the box we've seen it with the likes of uh you know james war pros everybody's clamoring for a james war pros lots of teams throughout the league wanted james war pros being honest with you looking at southampton this year and looking at them for portions of last year james war pros has been mediocre in open play. I know you've never been fully, fully on board with him, Paddy, as in, you know, you've always felt that he's, he's hustle and bustle and, uh, you know, you take out the delivery from set pieces and, and that he's, uh, he's average enough, but I've always thought he was a small bit better than that. Um, but what I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, that, that if you, if you want, if you have somebody who is putting in an awful lot in their craft to take free kicks and they're practicing and the wall is 10 yards back, and if the wall has been measured out to be ten yards back, and if it's been set up in training, and you know that it's been it's uh, it's been simulated to be exactly ten yards back, and then you come into a game situation, the wall's only eight point three yards back, or the wall's only you know seven point nine yards back, whatever the hell it is, you know, and, and it is so variable, you know, it's very much a case of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten steps from the referee. Well, then I suppose really like does that help or hinder a team that really would be set piece set piece to. Uh, uh, set piece dominant, you know, and um, I suppose, look, it's just one of those things that uh, the people have looked. I remember David Moyes, was it David Moyes said recently that the next area of the game that's really going to be uh, looked into is uh, throw-ins. And I'm not talking about Roy Delap type throw-ins, but, you know, uh, throw-ins from, uh, from the middle of the field and stuff like that. I'm not talking about, as I say, launching them into the box, mm. but where can you get those incremental gains, you know, from a throw-in? Um, 
and uh, I, I presume it's probably going on at the moment, you know. So uh, the game has just gone down to the fine margins at this at this level. So if it is gone down to the fine margins from a setup point of view, well then the referee, at least the referee could do, or at least the at least the free kick taker could 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 do is expect the ball to be ten yards back now. Personally, I think the ball ball was more than ten yards back uh, when Dinia pipped it up over it. But uh, I'm not going to complain about that either. Yeah, I paused it there and had a look at it at, at length when I was watching the match there, and I, I I don't think it was much more if it was more. And Ronaldo's free kick was certainly the same distance between him and the wall when it came to it in the second half, the one he hit into the wall. So, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, but. It, it'll cut down those cynical fouls in front of the box if people are, are um, aware that this, you know, I, I would imagine, I, ne- I never realised it, you never realised it, but this has obviously been going on for a while. So yeah. the players may realise it's, it, it's been harder to get it up and down over the wall. So if that's going, if that's going to be a, a factor now going forward, it'll, it'll cut out those cynical freeze in front of the box. We might mm. see a bit more uh, open play goals from the edge of the box. Yeah. Um, well, as Nick Nick Hemming says here, that Mark Aldridge was complaining of twelve yards for that free kick. Well, then check out the United Stand. Is that what his his podcast is? And uh, we'll see. Uh, we will check that out. We will that's, see that's, if he that's is not like Mark Aldridge to be complaining about anything. No, it's not. <laughs> It's not. Indeed, it's not. Um, guys, I think that's kind of going to do it for us. As I say, this has been a kind of a real kind of flipping kind of podcast today, working with some new software. Um, might be back to the old to the old setup uh, for, for Thursday night. I'm not quite sure. We'll have a uh, team sheet tantrum on Thursday night, which will be at... Oh, I can't I can't, I, I literally about four times I've checked the, checked the time in the match. Uh, yeah, 10 to 7. So it'll be 6.50. Um, we will be here for a team sheet tantrum and we'll be back for a post-match, post-match podcast afterwards. Well, I'll be here anyway. Um, and then on Sunday... Neil, just, ha- I just have to interrupt you. I just had a big win. Well, I'm 30 seconds away from a big win. <laughs> what do you mean? Barcelona went down to 10 men just after half time and they were 1-0 down. They went down to 9 men. And they're, they're after coming back and they're two one up with a minute ah, to go. Excellent. I, I, I'm a Barcelona fan. Well, they they are. I'm a Barcelona fan because I met Patrick Clivert and Abelardo. Ah, sorry, didn't meet him. I saw them training on the new camp field when I was getting the tour around the new camp when I was there at holidays when I was about sixteen. And uh, I remember when I came home, I had the coolest Barcelona Barcelona backpack that you've ever seen and uh, I'm just thinking about it now I'm going to be down at my parents house on Friday I might go up into the attic and see if I can break that out again because it was just the bee's knees and I'd have no problem wearing it around the place right now 21 years on it. <laughs> I'd have absolutely no problem with it um, yeah so we will actually be back so team sheet tantrum and post match on Thursday two days time Sunday team sheet tantrum at the moment I'm at a wedding on Saturday and I'm traveling four hours back home, so I'm hoping to get back in to do a team sheet tantrum at some stage. Uh, it might be an abridged one. It might be a shorter one. Um, I probably... I will also be on the move Sunday because I'm heading to see the mighty Shelbourne play in the yes. FA, the Irish FA Cup final for the English exactly. people who are... Our, our season ends on uh, on Sunday. Um, we, we call it summer football. That's why it ends in November. How Irish, huh? <laughs> so we, we have a, an FA Cup final on Sunday. So I, I'm going to miss the second half of the Villa game, unfortunately. But I'll see it afterwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, Sunday, 
we'll we'll try and get a team sheet tantrum in there probably won't get a post match in on sunday but we'll keep you all up to date on twitter if you're not subscribed if you don't give this a thumbs up um i won't take any less of you but i'd really like if you did give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the podcast the glasses as well keep an eye out on twitter if you're not following on twitter we'll put up a, a link for the glasses on twitter uh tomorrow once i for, once i for, finally formalize them on the website and um, as I say, we get, we're going to have a cutoff point for orders for Christmas as well. Um, yeah. I would or two, Paddy, I'll take something offline with you there in a moment. One or two people have asked a very valid question about uh, maybe picking them up somewhere around Birmingham. We, we, we might see what the story is there. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but we will get answers to anything for you guys uh, on that. Um, but that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks a million to everybody for, for uh, tuning in. In the meantime, and I hope I can end this podcast because I don't know where the end broadcast button is. Uh, so I'm just going to fill for a while until I find it. So in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And here's to an Aston Villa win, hopefully, against Manchester United in their backyard on Thursday in the League Cup. And all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.